The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. I'm Brent Peterson. Each week on the podcast, we visit a different foodie city and explore the cuisine that makes that place special, whether it be custard tarts in Lisbon, mango beer in Mumbai, or lizard curry in Guatemala. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with my incredible dear friend, Sandra Bernstein. How are you, Sandra? I am good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's, uh, you know, getting after the holidays here and starting to take down all the the accoutrement around yeah. the house the yeah. tree the tree coming down yeah i need to lose about uh five or 25 pounds after all the uh cookies <laughs> the and, and oh whatever. my god seize candy and yeah so hmm. I'm, I'm now starting to see a lot of those commercials on tv about you know they can't do it about joining the gym anymore because no one wants to join right. that gym because <laughs> you can't really go there yeah. so it's you know yeah. it's more about getting those um you know private um you know, getting the, the cycle thing in your house or that new one. I don't know if you guys saw the commercial for those mirrors. That I you have in your one house. of those. Do you really? I've had it for two years. And so, so wait a second. People... First, first, wait a second. <laughs> okay. I want to introduce our guest let's, today. Yeah, let's get her in on yeah. this. Yeah, because seriously. So Amy Riley, the life of Riley, um, fork me, spoon me, eat something sexy, the sexiest woman I know, or the woman that talks about sex without, ha- without like sex. <laughs> without, I, uh, you mean without actually doing it on camera? Without, yeah, I've never seen you in a porno or anything like that. But I know you for many, many years, and I'm trying to remember how and why, and I have the worst memory. So I don't know the answer. I don't know either. I don't know. Probably just from eating at the grocery. Maybe eating. Maybe because figs are an aphrodisiac. And no, I know what it was. I know. Actually, once you said the word fig, it was the Fairmont, the fig tree. It was because the fig tree in Santa Monica. Monica, And Tammy, the the publicist there, was my roommate at the time. And I didn't know your restaurant, so I knew who you were and everything. But yes, that was how. Oh, that's so funny. That was because you did a, a fig thing, a fig fest, a fig. We did, and fig actually, fest. I was sick that weekend, and I never even got there. John had to go do it himself. I think that's. I had. Um, I think that's when I had my gallbladder out. Oh my gosh! And I was gonna wait. I was gonna go, and they're like, "No, you can't go." You have to stay. You have to go get your gallbladder out. I'm like, no, I have this event. You know, I've never needed my gallbladder since. I haven't missed it. (laughs) Um, But anyway, Brian, so the mirror. I I got the mirror a couple years ago, like when it first came out. I'm like, totally, I love like gadgets. And I thought, oh, this is going to change me. I'm going to total exercise in the privacy of my own home. And I think two years later, I pay the most expensive gym membership in the world because I think each visit, it's about 
$500 a visit to my mirror. <laughs> the price goes down the more I use it, but that's how much I use it. And I'm curious how those work. And I'm sorry, Amy, this, this just got me. So can other people see you and you see other people working I, out? Is that how it works? I don't think, I don't think anybody can see me. Okay. I can see if I do a live show, I can see the teacher. Okay. I can see who knows, like if people are watching me sleep in my bedroom, that's really creepy, but it's, <laughs> it's off most of the time. So I think I'm safe, okay. but it does like list all the people's names that who are like doing that same workout at the time. Okay. Um, and I've, my interest has peaked a little bit more. Gabby Bernstein is doing some meditation classes. She's like this crazy meditator. Um, I don't know. She's, she's interesting. And so I've gone, I've done that a couple of times, but I mean, like they have everything they've Tai Chi, they've got Pilates. They, I mean, every exercise you can imagine. Wow, this uh, this episode sponsored by the mirror. Yeah, well, I don't know if they want to give me that my money back. <laughs> it's a great mirror, though. It's very slimming. Oh no! You would oh, think it that. should be the opposite, like it makes right. it really heavy, so you keep doing more stuff. That's right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, how are your holidays, Amy? Oh, me? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, it's 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. You know, we're healthy. Yeah. That's, that's it. That is. Now, have you been staying put this whole time? Are you out and about a little bit or? Well, because I'm in Los Angeles for the past two weeks, we have barely left the house. Uh, grocery store, pharmacy. That's it. I won't even let my kids, my kids got new bikes. I won't let them ride them because there's no room in the, you can't go to an ER. Like if a kid falls off a bike. Right. It's not like the normal, you know, go get them stitched up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. LA I think is, is probably in the United States, probably the most extreme as far as um, lockdown protocols and, you know, a lot of heat, um, is is coming on Garcetti and 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 Newsom as well. I mean, we, we've got the same thing going on here. Small business owners are reaching the point of, you know, what are what are we supposed to do? But um, I know LA is is even on another level than we are. Yes. Yeah. And the yeah yeah a lot of a lot of people leaving LA. I listen to a lot of different podcasts, and a lot of people are fleeing the city. Yeah, Joshua Tree is getting very crowded right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 People just want to be out in expansive space. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Did you grow up there, Amy? No, no. I've lived here since 99. Okay. And where did you grow up? Pennsylvania in the snow. That's where I grew uh, up. Did you really? How did okay. I, I never knew this. I'm from uh, Mainline, Philly, outside oh. of Philadelphia. Where are you? other side of the state um southeast, southeast of pittsburgh okay i went to high school in pittsburgh okay i almost went to um carnegie mellon is that in pittsburgh right. yes yeah. yeah i didn't right. go there but i i considered it oh it's the john what does that mean <laughs> you're from philly we've been over this before the john the john is like j-a-h-n 
is no, like we it, have not it's the even. slang term that it means like it's the it's the shit it's the it's the cool thing it's the john the, karen robinson has given me the the whole skinny on, oh please on she's from amish country oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay different different terminology <laughs> yeah that's so funny but um so you I mean, you you have what four books, five books out right now. Um, so I think there are only two that are still. I think that no, three that are sorry, three are that are still in print. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, are you still writing books, or are you still? Maybe someday. I mean, I've got little kids. You know, I'm just surviving. I'm surviving. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Um, I've really been concentrating more on. I've been doing. I was, now I'm not, I was doing a little more freelance writing. Uh-huh. Um, I went back to wine writing for a little while, which was awesome. But um, right now I'm really concentrating on the eatsomethingsexy.com website. Okay. And maybe someday though, there are, there are more books in me someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have time. Yeah. And so yeah. what's, what's the origin of eat something sexy website? Like what is, you know, when did it start and what was the goal for it? Well, it actually started out, it was sort of like originally, I mean, it started in 2002, but it was called Life of Riley. And mm. it was just supposed to be this fun, kitschy, it was supposed to be a lifestyle newsletter that was sort of available online. And then it evolved, I guess it evolved around the time my first book came out, Fork Me, Spoon Me. It evolved into, you know, sort of a, a well, I guess now you'd call it, but at the time the word blog didn't exist, but a lifestyle blog that's, you know, centers around romance. So foods to cook for two, here's information about aphrodisiac foods, here's information about health, your health and, and how you can eat for a better sex life. Um, stuff like that. How did you learn all this stuff? Like, or like what, were you married then? No. so this was your dating life yeah 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 and also remember that was at the same time i went i went to i got my master's in gastronomy from cordon bleu right around the same time Mm -hmm. that all kind of and um, i did my dissertation on the relationship between food and sex and yeah wow interesting so now cordon bleu they don't really cover those things when you're when you're there, right? They're not talking. They're this was a this was a special program. It was a it was a co- cooperative between the University of Adelaide in Australia and Le Cordon Bleu. So my diploma has both seals on it. Um, so Did it was, it was a proper MA Australia? program. It wasn't like there, you know, it wasn't a cooking practical. It wasn't a certification. It was right. an actual MA. Okay. Yeah. And you, Smith, in now. Australia, were you in Australia? I, well, oddly, I went as an exchange student in college to the University of Adelaide. So I was very familiar with the school, but I did it externally. I was one of the first people to do like an online degree. It was, uh, yeah, we had to do one week in residence and the rest we did, you know, from home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And now were you the only person, I can imagine in the, the class you were in, the only person that did that dissertation on the relationship between oh, of course. sex and food, Yeah, right? Yes, Did yeah, you have to were, do never... demos? Did you have to do any demos? No, no, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have to do anything. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah, the field work was exhausting. 
Wow. So you could, you could be a teacher, right? I, I, I guess I, I never thought of it that way, but I, I guess I, I guess I could. Yeah. 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 So yeah. now, so I mean, okay, you, you got me, you got me interested now. Now, so well, yeah. Now I want to know about the relationship between food and sex because most people I know we hear about, you know, oysters is the thing people right. talk about for the most part. Um, um, and then I think I heard you talk one time about watermelon um, yeah. for for yeah. men, and yeah. and this is a while ago, so eating the watermelon, you had to eat, it was something like six cups of watermelon to have a similar effect as, as Viagra had. But what you were saying, and this is a while ago, is that the closer you got to the rind mm -hmm. was there was more of that chemical so that you were thinking that at some point, some farmers would figure out how to grow watermelons that had more of that rind in the, in, through, through the entire watermelon so that it could be a natural, um, um, thing for erectile dysfunction, right? Wow, you really, that one really stuck with you because that was- I'm a man. <laughs> over like over 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, at the time there were, there was some like research, I think at like, I forget, it was some, some American university. They were doing research on seeing if they could grow a watermelon that was, had this, it's called citrulline, had it concentrated throughout the flesh rather than just around the rind, but I guess that really never took off, which is a pity because it certainly would be a cheaper and tastier way um, <laughs> keeping the effects of Viagra, right? Yeah, uh -huh. well, and, and easier than it? eating six cups of watermelon. Right, that yeah. would just, I mean. Did you try it, Brian? Uh, no, I mean, I, I eat watermelon, but I, you know, I don't think I've ever had six cups of watermelon. All at once, yeah. I don't right. think it would be difficult to have six cups of watermelon. It's like 90% water. Yeah, but you know, it's also, it's a diuretic as well, I think. So you probably spend a lot of time, um, <laughs> you know, the, the time would be spent in a different room other than the bedroom. Yeah, you know, this episode is going to air on January 1st. It's so appropriate, I think. <laughs> new year, Welcome, new to year. Welcome to 2021. Welcome to 2021, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think in the 10 years, we do have watermelons that have less flesh and more rind. And I think that's really more about the percentage of growing smaller single use watermelons rather than, you know, the actual object. It probably has less rind than a, it definitely has less rind than a regular size watermelon, but because they're making such small ones now, Less flesh, you mean? Less, there's less flesh. Yeah. There's less flesh. no seeds. There's, you know, they're like totally different fruit, but you'd well, probably have to eat six of those. Well, a part of that, Sandra, is that, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow has designed a special leather Gucci bag um, to carry your watermelon home from the <laughs> farmer's market. Right. So it's got to be a specific size. Have you seen this? No. This, <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What is that? You eat it while burning her candle. Is that what you? Probably, yeah. What is that site that she that she goop. runs? Goop, goop. Yeah, yeah, it's through Goop. Yeah, it's a yeah. special watermelon bag. That's a designer watermelon yeah. bag. It's amazing. He's fascinating though because I watched. Um, I think I think she had like a six part series on Netflix or on something about Goop and about you know like all these different. They were like 
focused on, there was one focused on sex. There was one focused on, um, oh God, I think the hallucinogenics. I think oh, they yeah. did one on- um, Ayahuasca. Think, and, yes, yeah, I think they yeah. did one. On, it was interesting because she had her different people of her company mm-hmm. go out and do things that really interested them. And then it was, I can't remember what it was, but it was pretty fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's lived a pretty fascinating life. I mean, being being yeah. married to Chris, the singer from Coldplay, is. Um, yeah, that's and, and she, cool. I've seen her on a lot of cooking shows. She's actually um, really into There's food a book as well. Or two. Yeah. 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 So, were you cooking before? So, I mean, your undergraduate degree was what? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Arts administration and directing, a dual degree. Wow. things. <laughs> okay, so then you weren't necessarily cooking then, and then when you went to gastronomy, was that more about the history of eating or the psychological? All of the above. It was, it was everything but the practical. We studied okay. anything that had to do with food except actual cooking it. Wow. But I, you know, I've always been interested in food. I cooked all my life. I would come home from school and bake cookies. You know, I was that kind of kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, my first job actually after college, because what do you do with a degree in arts administration? Not much. Uh, <laughs> I took a job. I moved to Sonoma County and took a job at Fry Carano in the tasting room. Oh, no way. I did. Wow. And then I actually got a job at the, the little theater at Luther Burbank Center, which is called something else now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and we, yeah, yeah, we we well, we used to go there for for shows. I have a twelve year old daughter, so yeah. yeah, we saw Sabrina Carpenter there, and then also her school You'd would do field Pink trips Martini there. Martini there like ten times. Uh, no, not there. It's Sonoma State at the Green Center. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Luther Burbank. I, I, you know, we still call it Luther Burbank Center okay. because yeah. that's what you know. It's one of those things. Yeah. Once it once the name sticks. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Ferrari Carano sold. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, split up the big family property. Yep. Um, well, yeah. they're all doing that. They're all doing that. Yeah, yeah they are. That's true. Now, so you were a wine drinker, obviously. Yes. Yeah, still a wine drinker, I hope. Of course, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was until I was until about this summer. I was the doing uh, wine editor for Gaio.com. Okay. I've worked on and off with them for on wine specifically for 15 years. So. Wow. Sophie yeah. Gaillot, right? Yep. Sophie. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I've written for, so when I was living, while I was working at Ferrari Carano, I convinced Tim Fish to give me a chance writing some stuff for the, um, you know, the, the New York Times wine website, what is it called? Wine Today or whatever. So that's how I got to know him and got to write for him and got to know other people through him and wrote for Sunset and wrote for, you know, um, variety. I mean, I, for a while there, I was writing about wine for anyone who would pay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and was it specifically related to sex or it was? It no, different? no, this was okay. all, that was that was all before I got into the, the dirty stuff. Okay. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I know you've talked about sparkling wine and champagne as well being sort of an aphrodisiac for women. The smell yes. of the oh, brioche yes. and well, toast yeah. Yeah, and exactly. creme brulee. And, and, uh, and, and Chardonnay. And, yeah, yeah. And, oh, Chardonnay. Chardonnay, yeah. Yeah, because of the barrel aging. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And for for men, not as much for some reason. I don't know. For men, oddly, it's the very masculine uh, aromas, the uh, leather and tobacco in a like a, in a in a cab. Yeah. Huh. Turns men on. Yeah, I, believe, <laughs> I see it almost every day at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I can sell a nine hundred dollar glass of Screaming Eagle to a guy, I know there's something else going on. Yep. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. So starting, so now you've done the dissertation yeah. and you decide, okay, this is something I'm interested in. I, I want to sort of, you know, make a career out of, out of educating people about um, the relationship between food and sex. Yeah. Yeah. And, and does, does anyone think you're crazy? Are your parents thinking, what did we spend money on this education for? Well, well, I paid for the masters myself, so that's okay. Totally <laughs> um, the I'll just say the American dollar was very strong then, so my masters okay. was a bargain because uh, I paid for it in Australian dollars, of course. Um, uh. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, nobody. I mean, no, nobody thought I was insane. A lot of people thought, like, who cares? Not like who cares, but like who's gonna, that's just taboo. You can't, we can't talk about that. You can't, and no one's ever gonna let you talk about this. And for a while it was a problem actually. Um, I, I mean, I somehow finagled my way onto Martha Stewart radio and got a slap on the wrist for saying erectile dysfunction, which was the pro appropriate answer to the question. Right. Um, so for a little while it was, it was troublesome, but you know, times change. Yeah, because I can imagine at that time, now we would call it clickbait. A lot of things, you know, where, mm. where people see something suggestive yeah. and say, oh, we're just trying to get, but it, but at that, at that point, it might've just been like almost a little bit taboo. Yes, it was. It was. I would, if I would book television, I would get a list of like the things I could and couldn't say. And it was funny. Like, I remember when I went on CBS, they said, we can't say eat something sexy.com, but we can talk about your book for it. Me spoon me. But when I went on NBC, it was the opposite. Well, we can promote eat something sexy.com, but we, we can show a cover of your book, but we can't say fork me spoon me. Right. Like, oh, but everybody had their own interpretation wow. of what was wrong. And, uh, you know, wow. And I guess you couldn't even really talk about that controversially at that time. Oh, no. Now, I mean, now you could beat them all up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, you know, I don't even know when, like, PG movies and R-rated movies, you look at, I look at an R-rated movie right now, and I swear I think I'm watching porn. Even TV now. I mean, yeah. there's so much sex everywhere that it's like becoming more and more commonplace. But Sandra, you know, what would you prefer? Because I always had this problem that that you could kill a thousand people in a movie and it would be rated PG. But if there was a sex scene yeah. um, or if a woman right. was was breastfeeding a child on right. film, that that was somehow deemed you know, that needed to be censored for some reason. Whereas if you looked at European movies or television, right. it was very much the opposite. Well, I don't have a rather on that. 
I mean, <laughs> I just <laughs> am making an observation that I think like, yeah, times have, are changing. They're becoming more liberal in so many ways that it's like when we were kids versus when you got your young kids or now like what they're able to see what they couldn't see when we were kids. I don't know. Although, well, you know, when I think about that, I mean, things were, I think violence was like, I'm letting my kids watch old Disney movies and they're meaner, they're more violent, they're, you know. They're meaner is a good term. I mean, just if you watch, because we just went through Christmas, if you watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, even in that stop motion, they were straight up cruel. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of the things that they would say and, you know, nowadays, you know, people would, you know, social justice warriors, you get canceled for putting out something like that. Yep. Very different. I, I should watch it because I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, you know, you you don't think about it until you know you go back with this mindset and you go back mm -hmm. in the past and say, "Wow, that that's that's amazing." Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's it's just like some of the old movies from the eighties and nineties. You or even some of the sitcoms. I'll watch some of the Modern Family shows and mm -hmm. say, "Oh, there's no way you could do that." <laughs> you now. can't watch All in the Family. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 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 you know that one might you might be able to get away with it just because it's so out there blatant that it sort yeah. of you know and and what that did was create conversation and it was done in a more <clears throat> yeah I, th I, I don't know there's something about that show that I think is timeless but yeah and I think with the with the ever expansive porn industry and how that is prevalent in mm -hmm. in in more people's lives and sort of the taboo badge or sticker has been taken off of porn in a lot of ways and I think kids are seeing that in a, in a much younger um, setting which is you know you, you have to really um, <clears throat> be <clears throat> be vigilant as a parent to make sure that they don't have access to a lot of that stuff not because there's anything wrong with sex but I think it's the it's the attitude that is mostly male dominated in those videos that sort of probably gives young boys and young girls a, a message that you don't really want um, for your children mm -hmm. yeah but now food <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I want you to get into it so when you when yeah. you when you decide that okay I've you know I'm, I'm gonna get into this arena I'm gonna write articles and books about it mm -hmm. what's your target audience who are you looking to talk to mostly I would I would imagine women would probably be listening the most but but men would be curious you know, it's interesting because I feel like I, I see it mostly with Eat Something Sexy because that's where, other than, you know, going out and doing book signings, that's really the only, looking at the demographic information for the site is the only way I really get a read on that. And um, I feel like it's, the site kind of is split down the middle. There's the stuff that men want and that predominantly you know places that on the site that predominantly men visit and then there's the stuff the women want the women want recipes they want travel stuff they want maybe some of the historical stuff about aphrodisiacs the men want the straight up what foods are good for men what do i need to be eating what's the health and then the wine the wine stuff they like the wine right they're winers yeah, guy, <laughs> guys, guys want to know what's going to get my woman in the mood and what's going to get me ready. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a lot like Playboy where guys are looking at the pictures and, and 
saying that they're reading the articles, but they're not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you figure this out? I mean, did you have to like experiment with every food or were there, um, was there just a lot of data about all these food items? So it's interesting, you know, when I started writing about aphrodisiacs, there was not a lot of information from a culinary standpoint out there, but you could certainly find information um, from an anthropological standpoint. You could also look at the nutrition and start to draw lines for yourself. And in fact, what was helpful to me is a young woman who was my intern, she did her Le Cordon Bleu externship as my assistant, um, which was awesome. And then she kind of worked on and off for me over the years. She was got so interested that she went to do her PhD in nutrition to kind of find more of these parallels. Wow. Um, and so she really, she was, she kind of became my teacher at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I learned a great deal and she has, a, she's done a lot of writing for the site on specifically on, on nutrition. So mm -hmm. um, and that's really honestly where, where most of it, what most of it comes down to is, is nutritionally how these foods affect you. And really, if you were eating a healthy diet, that's, you know, plant, predominantly plant-based and colorful, then you probably have a better sex life, really. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I would think, now this is my mentality as a man, I'm thinking eating meat, right? Yeah, yeah like you're the meat eater would, yeah, with would bone. get you, right, would get you more. In that. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you know, there is, well, there's not a lot to support that. Um, if you look at most of the foods that are aphrodisiac, aside from seafood, um, uh, not a lot of meat makes makes the list, except for you know some wild game. Wild game certainly would, and that's really it's you know lower in saturated fat, higher in protein. It makes sense. Like if you're going to have that that sort of protein rich food, then that makes a lot of sense. Um, right. But yeah, no, eating a big steak is never going to get you lead to the horizontal cha-cha or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now talking about plant-based though, now for me, I'm sort of correlating how I feel physically and if I feel sexy or not, meaning that if I'm feeling like I'm fit and in shape right. and have energy, yeah. then I'm feeling sexy as opposed to something you're eating that's turning on this switch that's making you um, um, excited, right? Yeah, mo that's that's mostly what it is. I mean, there are some foods where you can go, okay, this is a food. If you want to have like that sure thing date night dinner, then yeah, maybe something like chili peppers because, you know, they're, or any of the warming spices because they warm your body up from the inside out. Chili peppers especially are especially noted because of course you can, if you eat enough, you can have that endorphin rush and sort of feel on top of the world. Um, and if you're with someone you're attracted to, presumably that could lead to other things. And also like chilies and gingers will make your lips plump up, believe it or mm. not. And you'll look a little more kissable. You may even get like a, your cheeks may flush. And some people in, in the sort of psychological world say, well, you know, that can relate to a sexual flush. If someone's attracted to you and while they're looking at you, it can kind of get their mind going in that direction. So there are a few things that, that and the wines, as we talked about, you know, if you want, if you want to plan a, a date night, 
um, a wine that is a, has an aromas that are, has aromas that are a turn on, um, could certainly be helpful, but for the most part, yeah, it's just, it's doing the job of, of eating right all the time. Yeah. And so how does it relate to Eastern culture, specifically China? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about, cause I know they have a lot of these different products right. that are, and, and some of them, I mean, they're, they're coming from like, like shark's fin or, right. um, you know, testicles of specific animals that they're then drying and putting into teas. Did you study any of this kind of stuff? I, I you know, to a, to a limited degree, and I really never found any evidence with the majority of those, those things. I mean, a shark's fin is cartilage. Like right. you're eating cartilage. What, what in the world could that possibly do for you other than to say, Ooh, it's like the, it's the, you know, it's the toughest animal and it's the most prized part. It's the rarest part of the, like, there's no actual, it's going to have no actual effect on you. It's, um, and the same with, a, with a lot of those things. Some of them are even, are even dangerous, um, unfortunately. And I, you know what, I, I always, well, not always, more and more recent as I get older, I think some of that has to do with the fact that they're very expensive. Right. And that if you're a man that can afford those sorts of things, then maybe it is signaling to a woman that, hey, I'm able to provide um, in a way that maybe someone who can't get that soup can. Well, certainly there is some of that. Um, but the same could be said for um, caviar. Right. Although caviar actually has L-arginine and some things that could help with, you know, blood flow and uh, and the ex- experiencing a better orgasm. So, you know, caviar, hot tip for the new year. <laughs> hey, and let's just throw it out there. We just recently had Otto from Sar Nikolai Caviar oh, on here. So, awesome. so we'll have to let him know that that should become a part of the, his uh, a part of his media kit. Yes. <laughs> well, it seems like that would be that way also because it's always like those special occasions when people want to eat caviar also. I think right. it's all tied together. Yes. Right. So there now, Amy, I got, yeah. so now when you're going on, um, you know, television shows or doing interviews or something, are people, when you're writing these books and these articles, when you show up, are people expecting you to be like, they're expecting this woman in pumps and, and short skirt and sort of, you know, got the cleavage showing and overtly sexual? Is that their expectation? Well, don't you know that's how I show up? I mean, look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure I brushed my hair today. Um, but I mean, was that something that you had to think about because you're writing these books and then you think, okay, now if I show up and I haven't brushed my hair, I don't have my right. makeup on, no, they're going to think, what the hell does she know about this stuff? Oh, no, I do. I have like the whole, I have this, I have the like the television wardrobe. I have, you know, I mean, and no, they all know ahead of time. They've all looked at least at my that book cover. They know they're not. I think a lot of I think a lot of mainstream shows wouldn't have booked me if they thought I was going to show up that way. But certainly I do. My most of my television clothes are red. They are mostly tightly tight fitting. They are you know, there are certain things. I make sure that my hair has been done before I go. Right. <laughs> where where did you meet your husband? Where in my in my kitchen. Of course. What? <laughs> All right. Um, he's a plumber. <laughs> he's a plumber. Yeah. Yes, I like the cra- no. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, he, my roommate invited him to. She. He was an acquaintance of my roommate. She invited him to brunch. Oh. So I was in my kitchen. I think it was. It was an Easter brunch. I think I was carving a ham. 
<laughs> that is a good one. Um, wow. And was he intimidated by, by what you were doing? By carving a ham? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but just, that, I don't know. Like he might have been. Yeah, maybe you had the knife in your hand. Yes. But, but I mean, you know, just with your education and your knowledge and your, um, I don't know, I think that would intimidate some men. Probably. I mean, we didn't, we didn't actually date for maybe two years after that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. And it was, and I, I blame my first book for, for how we wound up getting together. I was testing, you know, I mean, you know how it is when you're testing recipes and you just have yeah. all this food around and you don't even want to look at it anymore. Yeah. And I knew this guy was single and he didn't cook. And so I would just call him and say, Hey, do you want to come over for dinner? Or, hey, do you want to take some food home or Did whatever? Did you have a crush on him? No, me, no, not at all. Not at all. I wasn't even thinking, I was just being nice. Like, that's what I thought. I'm like, I'm just, turns out he had a crush on me. I had no idea. I was just oblivious. I mean, I was in that, like, I went straight from my working on my master's degree to working on this book. And I just wasn't really thinking about anything but any of that. Um, I thought about sex all day, but I didn't think about <laughs> having sex. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was just being nice and I fed him all these aphrodisiacs. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually it worked. <laughs> oh, that's and your kids now, how old are your kids? Five and eight. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Handful. Yeah. 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 But fun age, right? Oh, yeah. Well, in normal. In I normal, mean, in, right. In normal times. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But, but as you know, if they had a, you know, bring your mom to school day where they talk about your parents' profession, I mean, not that you're a porn star, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I never, they do, they have career day and I never volunteer to come talk to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know quite how I would. Uh... Yeah, they, in fact, they put together a book. This was the nicest thing. One of the parents put together a book of other families at our school who are some parents that are small business owners and you know just sort of this online booklet of of things that we could do to support uh the other the other business people in our school community and they asked me well we want to put your books in there and I was like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> no thank you <laughs> uh -huh. oh that's great so where 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 what are your plans now like with the site with I mean you know, obviously you're a busy mom and um, we're, you know, in a strange world, but do you see a next chapter for Eat Something Sexy or do you see another rollout with it? Okay, so I am going to admit this for the first time I've admitted this publicly. I finally learned, in the past maybe four months, I learned the site had been really stunted for years and I just couldn't figure out why. And most of the people I know who are food professionals who have websites that they would like to grow in one way or another say the same thing. Um, and so I say this to all of you, I was doing everything wrong, completely wrong. What was right when I started out with this and what did I say, 2002, you know, by 2010 was wrong. And I just kept doing the same things. So I've, kind of done a reset on on how I think and approach it which means that I have to go through the entire site with help of course um 
and just reshape everything to make it um, successful, basically financially successful. Um, and I will tell you, I mean, it's still a pittance, but advertising dollars have quadrupled in three months. So, wow. So it's, you know, since I, I started this between three and four months ago and it's more than quadrupled in that time. Like what so kind I'm, of things do you, what kind of things did you need to do? It's really about, it's, it's really about finding the balance between writing for people and writing for bots in which things you're writing for the bot and which thing you're writing for the person. Um, and trying to find ways to slip in as many rich keywords as you can while still making it good writing. Right. <laughs> wow. Right. No, could, because I'm curious what part of your income, what percentage comes through advertising dollars as opposed to <clears throat> collaborations with products or, um, you know, um, subscriptions or something like that. What is the breakdown? Um, so I, I, well, I don't have subscriptions. Um, mm -hmm. so that's not a part of it at all. Uh, but have you that, thought about that? You know, I have, like, I have a, a monthly newsletter and I thought about making that subscription based because really it's where I do some of my better writing and, and more rich information. Um, but I don't, not sure the people that I know who do do subscription based. It's not been successful. It, it's not been successful to a level that I feel is maybe worth it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but so let me ask you. So I'm tossing around this idea of taking the bikers on to this next mm -hmm. next thing of of maybe doing a subscription. Actually, I have a uh -huh. meeting with someone next week who they help businesses do this. Yeah. But it would be like guests that we have had in the past and one of their products or two of their products or mm -hmm. their recipe or an interview or something like yeah. if people were really interested in the podcast, like here you would be getting something and you could hear the person talk about their passion or you would like actually connect with that person um, and their product. I, I don't, I go back and forth. Brian hates it. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> I mean, I, I see, I easily see both sides. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing I've spent a lot of time yeah. thinking about because I got to the point where I was like, okay, the site is no longer, basically I made enough on advertising to pay for the site. And I'm like, that's enough. Right. That was enough right. for a while. It's not enough anymore. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, thinking about, I mean, a part of the reason I of course have the site is just as a platform, to, you know, for, for getting more interest in my books, for getting more interest as a speaker and all of those things that I really enjoy doing. Um, but lately I really enjoy the site uh, just for itself. And um, I would like to make it grow to a point where it is not just, it is, it is a piece of my, of my financial puzzle rather than just being something that pays for itself. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I think maybe that could be done through collaborations of some sort. Um, oh, yeah. Yes. Which yes. is, you know, sort of the, the Instagram model is people do collaborations and then benefit in some way from the amount of followers. So it's about level of engagement and, yeah. you know, downloads and things like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you don't have a lot of advertising on here right now. Do you? Am I missing it? I well, Sandra, we talked. Sandra and I talked about this before we came on that I had viewed your site from my phone, mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. And on my phone, it is, it's, I mean, you're, there's a lot of advertising that pops up um, and place, you know, it, cookie it, it, placement. It depends. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's ever evolved. I'm, I'm working with um, a, uh, uh, I'm blanking on the word, you know, That's the, cool. ad, the ad, uh, the service that I use, I'm just blanking on the term. Mm-hmm. Um, they are still in an experimental stage. I'm, I'm still fairly new with them. Mm-hmm. And so it sometimes your experience is a little different than other times and it's different on different mm-hmm. devices. Yeah. Um, it's a little sad to me to hear that it was that you were really overwhelmed by uh, ads when you viewed it. But Yeah. And I don't know if that's my fault for some reason. You know, sometimes you go on sites and it says, you know, click on this to accept the cookies. And then and then it sort of clears up a lot of things or if you're yeah. just continuing to scroll um um, but, but yeah, it was, a, it was, it seemed like there was a lot of other things that were involved. I wanted just your site, but that there was a lot of other things that were attached to it. And, and I'm, I'm going through the, a similar thing right now. I'm, I'm putting together a website, um, be, to sell wine that I made in 2019. Wow. And th- there's a thing that you can partner with, you know, Wix or one of those website builders that, you know, then they can place advertising on your page and you sort of have to decide, okay, is this, you know, is the, the juice worth the squeeze do i you know how many people will be turned off by that as opposed to how much can i make in revenue that's going to cover some costs well i will tell you ever since i started working with them my um my traffic has been so i started working with them right at the same time i started going through and trying to reshape posts and pages to make them more keyword rich and and google bot friendly um but my my um readership has absolutely been on a steady rise. Yeah. So no, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, the, that, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, if, for better or worse, this is something that people are having to deal with in advertising um, mm-hmm. that, you know, how true, you know, the quality of the content, how true it is um, as opposed to, you know, bringing in more people. And do you want to have, you know, 5,000 totally engaged listeners, or do you want to have 25,000 that are sort of popping in and out, uh, you know, along with those 5,000? So, you know, there's a trade-off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Part of the digital world, Sandra, as I'm sure you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Um... Well, and especially when you're dealing with something like, you know, anytime you have the word sex in there, I mean, uh, <laughs> then... <laughs> Then, you know, that just, I would imagine that takes it to another level, right? Uh-huh. Oh, I got, I got hacked without even knowing it. And someone was like putting eatsomethingsexy.com slash Asian porn and sending people to like crazy places that we had, you know, and it took, we didn't discover it for a couple of months because. Oh my God. Yeah. You don't discover it until it shows up as an issue in your Google search console. And you're like, Ooh. <laughs> and you actually have to understand how to read your Google search. Right. right. Console, which is a whole nother thing. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, you can imagine, I mean, Google the, and, you know, the porn industry does have a fair amount of dollars behind it. So if you're just Googling eat something sexy, they're going to have all kinds of alternatives for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As yeah. opposed wow, to your book. Yeah. But, that's like real people problems. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, now fork me, spoon me, I imagine. Maybe not as much. And and by the way, who came up with that name? Was it you or was it your, okay, it wasn't your publisher. Nope, it was me. Okay, no blowback at all from publishing? 
So, okay. So that was a whole, that was a whole thing. I was working and I won't name the publisher, but. <clears throat> Simon Schuster. Were, <laughs> no, no, they one that's in your area. That was it, my publisher. Uh, okay. And um, anyway, it was going badly because oddly, editor the editorial team was so behind my book. The salespeople were saying, we can't sell this book. We won't sell this book. This title is offensive, blah, blah, blah. The, the editor I was working with called me one day and said, you are going to self-publish this book. I am going to tell you exactly what to do. And you are going to make your money back within a year. And I, every day after that, you'll be thanking me. And that's exactly what happened. Wow, kudos. Wow, I think it took 13 crazy. months to make the money back, but yeah, yeah, I still thank him because it came out in 2006 and it still sells fairly well yeah. today. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah. I looked everywhere for my copy. I think I have two copies in my house and I just redid my office. I can't find anything. Oh, oh that's because I actually wanted to hear what some of the chapters were in the book. Definitely there's figs in it. Yeah, there's figs. There's a fig chapter. Yeah. A whole chapter on figs. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, they're not actual chapters. So it's, I featured, what did I feature? 12 ingredients. It's been so long. Uh, <laughs> I featured 12 ingredients and what to do with them. 12 ingredients why they were aphrodisiac, aphrodisiac and what to do with them and so that was how the book was structured okay so preparation of of food but yeah. with certain with um with certain foods right like uh, honey okay chilies. yeah okay mm -hmm. eggs of course yes of course Okay, and what else? I mean, so I mentioned watermelon. We've talked about oysters. We've talked about figs, but um, chilies. Um, what what else have we got out there? And you can break it down, man, woman, if you want. Well, I actually, you should go on eatsomethingsexy.com. I have a list, 10 best yeah. foods for men, okay. 10 best foods for women. And sure. those, are, those are not the ones that like, you know, to serve on date night because you want a sure thing. Those are the ones that you should be eating every day if you want to have a great rewarding sex life right okay yeah. give me one of each give me one woman well, one man. well since we talked about well again there's bison for men right i gave you meat yeah um and for women chocolate yeah okay a very important food for women yes <laughs> <laughs> the one actually that people have been searching i've been getting a lot of traffic from google People are searching peanuts for women, which happens to be in my list of the top 10 foods for women. For some reason, there's, I don't know, there must have been some report about peanuts for women and people keep searching it and coming to my site. Huh. Yeah. And that's unfortunate that peanuts sort of get a bad rap. I think, Sandra, even at the Girl in the Fig, I don't even think you, I know at some point yeah. we didn't even have peanuts oh. on property whatsoever because of the allergy very, factor. Very, very rarely. And, and planes, I don't think offer peanuts anymore um, because just because the, you know, it's an, like an airborne thing that some people can actually um, yeah. get sick just from the peanut dust being airborne. I think it's such a shame that people can't have peanut butter. No, I know it makes my heart. Oh, yeah. my kids, I'm so grateful. They've never gone to a school that, that bans it, but I know a lot of them do. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. My daughter, I remember preschool was like that, but I think that was preschool. It made sense because you're still trying to figure out mm -hmm. what people are allergic to or not. And I think after that, you probably had a good handle on it. And then you knew, you know, which kids to stay away from and which kids not to share your, your, your lunch um, yeah. with. But 
So I know we only have a couple of minutes left and there's something that's so off topic that I would love to talk to you about because oh, I know it's very important to Sandra <laughs> as well. And I think needs to be, when we talk about food needs to be the 2021 topic that is on everyone's mind, which is food insecurity, taking, feeding our people. I don't know if you know this, but I have been working for about a year and a half with Rock and Wrap It Up, which I volunteered for them for like 20 years. Uh, I work with the film and television industry to make sure that all their leftover catering, instead of going in the trash, goes to people in need all over the U.S. And Sandra, I know you are huge. You are a huge proponent and 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 a huge help for this in your area. And I think everybody, we all need to think more about it in the new year. Don't put your food in the trash. Find a place for it to go. Yeah, you know it's it's. That has been a very interesting thing over the years. And luckily, some of the laws have changed a little bit, but the liability for restaurants to donate food to shelters and to give food away and having that trace of liability and is food handled right? Is someone going to get sick? Right. All of those things has scared more restaurants away because of the reality of the liability. Well, that's why groups like Rock and Wrap It Up and these new food runner groups are, are happening because you were a buffer. We're right. the third party in between the, the donor um, right. agency, whatever it is. For me, it's a film studio. Mm -hmm. um, it's Netflix or it's Warner Brothers or whoever. And for you, of course, it's a restaurant mm -hmm. and the charity that's receiving the food. So, mm -hmm. so as a, you know, we are under the Good Samaritan Act are, are doing this donation. Right to right. as long as it's to a 501c3 and everyone on both sides is, has more protection that way yeah um, you, you and then know, we can track it as well for for mm -hmm. all purposes so that's that's one of the reasons that at the fairmont you know we used to do this extravagant buffet on easter mother's day thanksgiving and christmas and i think it was about two years ago we just stopped doing it because we it, we realized the waste that was involved because it's not typically food that you have on your everyday menus. And so after everyone left and you had all this food left over and the employees had a, you know, had a plate, you felt horrible about all this food that you had left over. Um, but I think in restaurants day to day. <laughs> Wait, what? I have to say one thing. So yeah. in the 2017 fires, yeah. Um, you know, we got all the restaurants to bring us their walk-in, you know, the food from their walk-in because mm -hmm. yep. everybody was shut down. Yep. The Fairmont had like this aged, you know, tuna and caviar. <laughs> Lobster, and scallops, Like all these things that we could not, we're like, okay, who wants to take this home? Because yeah. there's nothing you could do with it. It was just like really specialty ingredients. I'll never forget that. Well, I think what we found though, is that everything can go in a burrito, Sandra. So it's even- That's true. So true. We that were making true. like lobster yeah. burritos lobster, and, you yeah. know, what, whatever you yeah. can do. Um, but I think part of what happens in restaurants, it's just that every second counts, and especially in a restaurant that, you know, in normal times is as busy as a place like The Girl in the Fig, that everyone is, you know, stretched to their capacity as is. And then when you add another feature to it, like, okay, who's responsible for doing it? So when you have a third party service that can actually, I mean, if they can work out those logistics, I don't think that any restaurant owners are against those programs. Okay. It's just that you have to make it so simple right. and so easy for them. And so, um, you know, so, you know, to where they really don't have to do much, um, but hand well, the food to you. 
I mean, the other thing also, I mean, I have to say is that if we have a lot of wastage in our restaurant, then I really have a problem with our chefs. Well, yes. Because there is no reason to have a huge amount of food going bad. It means that we're not using fresh food. It means that you're over prepping. It means that you're not paying attention, over buying, you know, and things like that. And, you know, there's so many different level. I mean, catering, I think, is the best example of that, especially when you don't know how many people you expect or, you know, there's a lot of time catering, you know exactly how many people, you know exactly how much food you have to make and you're doing all those things. There's a lot of times I would just rather write a check to Redwood Food Empire or any of these places for them to buy what they need Mm -hmm. than to take over you know, a bucket of chopped onions that are not bad, but, you know, it's just the substance isn't there. It's like, yeah, I think it's, I I totally agree. This year is going to be a really hard year for people that um, are insecure about food and they're hungry right now and the bullshit that's going on in politics and all this nonsense of just taking care of people and helping people and yeah. it's horrible horrible well and, and that's very commendable of you to be for sure and amy if you can just mention to these people like netflix and wh- mm-hmm. whoever it is that you know there's restaurants that are closed right now and to have i don't know if you're familiar with this story but i believe it was in la of a woman who owned a restaurant and she shut down but across the street they're filming a movie where they have their catering craft catering is then feeding the people that are involved in the set so why can't they hire her i was really upset yeah i well because they you know they have they have to have their cater well it's you know what regulations all over the place have been eased you know as far as abc laws and things like that what i was going to say is what nobody knows about the film industry is they have to have their COVID protocols are so tight and they have to have, so everyone gets tested like daily. They have to, so everyone's getting tested like all the time in addition. Um, and they have to, you know, put it, fill out a lot of contact tracing information. They have a COVID officer on set every day to make sure that everything is done in a certain way. It, I have to jump through hoops just to be able to pick up food. Their catering team has to jump through a lot of extra hoops. There is so much going on that, you know, that that she didn't realize. I, I did feel for her, but it's like, oh, you have no idea. Everyone on catering has been tested. They are jumping through hoops that you wouldn't believe mm-hmm. to even be allowed to be here. Um, so, yeah. 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 Good officer. Right. <laughs> now, are they are they forcing you to take tests weekly as well? So I don't, I don't ever leave my, I don't do any pickups. I just coordinate, okay. Okay. <laughs> but no. So most of the time right now we're having to arrange for some sort of contactless pickup. The volunteers will either call and someone will put the food out on the sidewalk or it will go just be slid into the back of their car or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I can imagine if this is food that's being ate on the set uh, for actors that are, you know, probably, very sexy that probably is a uh, very sexy food sexy food yes <laughs> now, sometimes hey. apparently it's amazing food yes yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. that's great well this has been so what what restaurant are you missing the most right now is there some one or two places that you 
are getting to go from a lot or anybody? Well, for um, there's a restaurant around the corner for me that we really wanted to support. And they sort of did a special and when everything was shut down in the spring, they did a sort of special take home menu that we ate maybe twice a week from. Um, it's called the little door. Aww. So we ate from their, their, you know, take home menu uh, a lot. And then they kind of, once they were able to reopen, they stopped doing that. So that ended for us. Um, I really miss Providence. My mom always takes yeah. me for my birthday and I didn't get to go. Yeah. Um, Is the authentic cafe still around? Used to be no, no. I love that restaurant. I think what it is now. It's uh, uh, I can't think of what it is. it's an Italian restaurant now. Okay, yeah. they they made they used to make a mushroom quesadilla that was so unbelievable. Like I don't know what they did to that thing, but I would crave that. Mm. Yeah, I, there's not a ton of things like that I remember about food. Mm -hmm. There's a handful. And that's you know, mushrooms are aphrodisiac. <laughs> it's not working. I can tell you that. It's not been working. Yeah, when was the last time you had your mushroom quesadilla? <laughs> I had mushrooms yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us. It's nice to see you. Thank you really, very much uh, for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Amy, let's tell everyone how they can get in touch with you as well and how they can, um, I mean, eat something. How do they get on your site? How can they get in touch with you directly and how can they purchase your books? Well, um, you can uh, eat something sexy.com is the best way to find me. I mean, um, you can get in touch with me through there or um, I'm very, I'm an avid tweeter. So you can find me on Twitter. Yes, you are. You yeah, are. That's your, that's your mode. I love Twitter. I have a nice Twitter community. So yeah, find at fork me, spoon me. Um, and the books are available pretty much through all major re retailers, Amazon, obviously. Um, yeah. Or special, or request a special order from your favorite local bookstore. You can always do that. Okay. It's a nice thing to do. Very cool. And what's your plan for 2021? What do you got um, that you're looking forward to? Let's say we all get vaccinated and we're all able to move around the country a little bit. Um, what are you most looking forward to? Ooh, I would really like a trip to Hawaii. How about you? <laughs> uh, my my sister is there right now, and my mom's Ooh. leaving in a in a few weeks ago. They're, oh, they're, amazing. Uh, yeah. So yes, I, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go further. Where? Further. I don't know, but further. Further. Oh. As far as you can go. As far as I can go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Sandra, the Hawaiian islands, I think this is a fact are furthest away from any other landmass um, that, that you can get on the planet. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know how much further you want to go. You just want to get away from here. <laughs> I have to ponder that. That's why, you know, I, Amy, I used to live there and during um, when uh -huh. Y2K was a thing, yeah. it was amazing that we, you know, all these people from LA were flying in for, for 1999 for New Year's Eve and staying mm -hmm. at the Four Seasons where I was working. And we thought, if they're worried about the world falling apart, why are they coming to the most isolated place on the planet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With a volcano. Apparently that's where they, because that's where they want to spend their, the rest of their days, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thank you so very much, Amy. We appreciate having you on the show. Have thank a happy new year. 
You too. It can only get better, right? Exactly. It will. It and will. good luck in LA there with things, you know, we're, just you. like us, we're looking forward to things opening back up. I know, Sandra, I think I'm on the list now for vaccinating because I'm a food service um, um, worker. What? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we just found that out uh, a few days ago. So I'm You're kidding. I might be getting vaccinated in the next few weeks here. Wow. Which would be That's great incredible. because We've I can um, I'm 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 anticipating Gavin Newsom putting this um, stay-at-home order, um, extending it for a little yeah, bit longer. I so I think I think it'll be good for all of us to get um, to get our shots. So yeah. happy 2021, everyone! If you want to check out some of our past episodes, you can go to thebikegoeson.com. Lots of great content there. And as you've heard, Sandra has uh, got a little plan ahead for you, setting up something where we can access we'll and do we'll collaborations with some of our past. I mean, we've had some amazing guests that have some amazing books, products, all of those things. Um, so I think that would be, uh, I think that's a fun idea. You can also go to radiomisfits.com backslash the bike goes on. Check us out at Bite Talk on Instagram and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you guys. Thank you.